today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The Canadian Chamber of Commerce uh, has weighed in on the announcement yesterday made by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau about back-to-school funding by the government. Uh, We all know about that uh, announcement yesterday. It was lauded by provincial governments and boards of education. And uh, the Chamber of Commerce has, I think, a very fascinating angle about this because there are obviously the safety of our kids and the teachers is of paramount importance. But there are huge economic consequences to what's going to happen with that money and and the way that's going to go as a a spin-off result. I want to talk to Leah Nord about this. Leah is with the Canadian Chamber of Commerce Senior Director of the Workforce Strategies and Inclusive Growth. Uh, Leah, thank you for the time. I'm glad you could join us today. Good morning, Bill. It's a pleasure to speak to you this morning. Thank you. Well, it's a great pleasure to have you with us and to talk about this because we've always talked uh, about the economic challenges that we face because of COVID-19. Uh, we've talked about the, the rollout, about return to work and the phases that we've gone through, and not just in Ontario, but right across the country. Uh, it's going to be difficult, and especially if, you know, one of the reasons that we saw in some of that difficulty, when it, especially vis-a-vis employment, was the fact that a lot of parents were forced to stay home uh, to look after their kids, and ergo could not go back to work. What does this announcement yesterday do to that scenario? Well, it, it provides a, a good first solid step in, in looking forward uh, to uh, safe school return. And, and as you said, Bill, this is absolutely a health issue. It's, it's a, you know, a safety issue. It's teachers, it's parents. But it is also very much a, for us, a workforce issue, which leads into an economic issue, right? This, this, this is not, you know, and we'll talk about the gender angle of, of, of some of this as well, because it's parents, absolutely, but women largely play, you know, have, we, we've got the data to show that that's where the burden lies, right? So, so getting... The numbers are phenomenal know, there, aren't they, Leah? That, yeah. women, that women were far more affected from an employment standpoint by COVID than, than men were. I mean, it, it was tragic for everybody, but the numbers here are staggering. Yeah, yeah and, and, and again, this is, you know, and not only as, as employees, Bill, but also as employers, as, as female-owned sure. businesses, right? They, they, the, the, the sectors that were first shut down, you know, that were deemed essential services, those that weren't were largely, you know, it was 50% of, of female-owned businesses had to shut down across the country, where the national average sort of overall was 33%. So that, that sort of gives you that idea, right? And it is, it, you know, Stats Canada has been tracking, we'll give them credit, right, that looks at, even among parents, the, the data shows that women have, have, you know, had not only the job loss, but, but the productivity and the less hours therein. So it is first and foremost a parent issue, but there, there's a gender lens to be seen on this. And it is a child care issue, Bill, but, but return to school is very much tied into that as well. And that's why, why the chamber has come out on this as well, too. You know, I'm, I'm glad you phrased it in, in the way that you did, Leah. Uh, this is not the, the panacea. This is not, oh, my God, our problems are all over now. Thank God for the money. This is a first step. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, lot, it, a lot to be done. Right, and we have always talked through this crisis about what we call a dimmer switch, Bill. You know, when it comes to the reopening and recovery, right? This, this little by little proactive approach. You know, because the last thing our businesses wanted to do across the country was reopen only to shut down again. And we appreciate this is taking, you know, place at different processes and different rates across the country. Of course, with child to back to school, child. You know, there could be some high, hybrid in the return to school, but, but it is sort of an, a more on thing. But, 
But, but Bill, we're in this period, right? It was easy to lock down. That you know, we understand for health reasons there were big economic consequences. But, but in this period, till there's a vaccine or till there's you know what I call you know the magic pill or magic result, you know there there is this huge period of un- uncertainty, and this is something we're going to have to live with and manage with. And if you take a look at this funding, you know, it it, it came out when it did. You know, it, it, it'll help us through the fall, but there's a second tranche coming, you know, in the new year. And we believe that's important because this we're in this for the long haul, right? So, As bad as this has been, and it has been bad for, for economics and, and obviously mm-hmm. the health element of this as well, uh, has this been a catalyst for, I, I think, a more fuller discussion we should have about things like support services, things like daycare so people can get back to work? Absolutely. And this is what, you know, it's that cliche, Bill, about not wasting a good crisis. But but having said that, I think this has brought this to the forefront in a way that 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 hasn't been before. And it's an issue that that has to be addressed. And and if you take a look, you know, the Canadian Chamber and our Council for Women's Advocacy just came out with five recommendations, sort of these things that government could do right now to help this. And three of the five relate to childcare because it is so key and it is so important uh, in in a workforce context, right? Well, I know because, and this is not a new debate. I, I get that, but I mean these are all interrelated, and you know mm-hmm. the, the the throwaway answer by governments at the time was, "Well, we simply can't afford to do that right now." Yeah. Uh, I think if this crisis has shown us anything, it's we can't afford not to do it. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Absolutely. Right. And there are ways to do this, Bill. And that's what we would like to explore and advocate as well. Right. Through tax incentives, through, um, you know, different funding options. Right. We, we as the chamber, have our eye on fiscal sustainability, first and foremost. Right. We understand in this lockdown period what had to be done and why. But going forward, we, we have a careful eye on that. But it, it is choices where 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 uh, funding is made and how it is made as well, right? And that's not only for for parents and and families, Bill. But it you can also take a look at it from you know daycare owners, right? And 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 the business aspect of that as well, because when you talk about safe, affordable, and reliable childcare, that there's a business model for both the public and private providers, right? That that's going to be uh, really difficult going forward. Well, sure, and it comes into affordability and everything else. And I know the chambers weighed in on this before, and that's why well, I'm not surprised uh, to see the uh, the response that you've given about uh, what happened yesterday, uh, and and the government's involvement in this. And and we really need to have a more fulsome discussion about this. And I, I get a sense that you know things have changed in the last couple of years, and not just because of COVID. I think uh, if you know national surveys indicate that there's a mood in Canada right now, and I think a realization right across the country now that things like uh, daycare, national daycare programs, things of that nature. Uh, that uh, previously were just considered to be well, out there someplace and unaffordable are, are becoming necessities now because of the changing workforce and the changing dynamic in the workforce. Absolutely, and I would love to see this momentum go forward. And, and Bill, it's a world where, you know, you've got different levels of government, you've got, you know, different stakeholders involved, but this is what we praise the, the, the federal government for doing is taking a leadership role, right? Recognizing that you know, in that world, it's the provinces and territories. But if they can play this convening power, you know, and convening role for, for all of us involved, right? Parents, you know, schools, businesses, this, this, is, this is what could, could tip the balance and really make a difference going forward. 
Lady, do you get the sense that uh, in your conversations, your ongoing conversations with different levels of government, that they understand that, that that, uh, that this is a great announcement and it's fabulous. And I know the Premier here in Ontario was excited about this and talked to the boards of education and they're excited about this as well. Uh, but at the same time, this is this is one piece of a bigger whole, and let's not, you know, we have, let's keep this conversation going. Do, do, do they get that? Because that's that's where the policy has to come from. I know the the chamber likes to be able to to influence policy and to, to mm-hmm. kind of nudge politicians along yeah. in that direction. Are, are you are you making progress in that regard? I I, I honestly believe so. In the sense that if you, if you take a look at the big picture, economic picture, uh, you know, economic priorities and, and the different pieces that can be addressed, and they're all very important, Bill. Please don't get me wrong. But, but to see issues around um, child care um, take this sort of spot that it is among, among the many other priorities is, is really very encouraging, right? So many other sectors, so many other, you know, groups and associations are represented at a national level, even if, you know, they're, they're provincial jurisdiction or territorial jurisdiction and all of this. But, but there is a very, very much a gap in a number of sectors, including childcare. So to see this go forward like this is, is, you know, I'm crossing my fingers and probably my toes just to make sure as well. And I know that sounds a bit facetious, but, but it is encouraging and it is, is something, you know, that, that you're hearing from a lot of political parties, a lot of associations, a lot of individuals, right? So hopefully we can keep this momentum going forward. Well, I know the chamber just doesn't cross their fingers and toes. They, they're a, a group of action. Uh, your, <laughs> your president, Perrin Beatty, has been on the program many times. And my wife is a past president of the Hamilton Chamber, so I'm a big fan of Chambers of Commerce and, and the great advocacy work that they do. Uh, so keep up the good work, Leah. It was a pleasure having you on the program today. Thanks so much. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your day. You betcha. Take care. Leonore from the Canadian Chamber of Commerce uh, weighing in on the government announcement yesterday about money for schools, which, as she so clearly states, uh, is going to have a huge positive economic impact as well. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.